John Nix, and you're listening to the One More Verse podcast. One More Verse is a resource designed to help people understand the Bible. The passage for today is Philippians chapter 4, verses 2 through 9. Conflict is a part of relationships, but unresolved disagreements can absolutely hinder the cause of Christ and cause dissension among believers. Today, as we began our reading, we have a couple of women who are encouraged to agree with one another in the Lord. Not only that, but we see how the community of faith plays such a a key role in this because he asks a true companion to help them to come together and to agree. He he also reminds them that it doesn't seem that this is a doctrinal issue because Paul normally would address that. Perhaps it's just some sort of preference issue. We don't know exactly what the issue is, but it doesn't seem to be moral or doctrinal. And so the community of faith has to come around people and help them. Disagreement is always a part of relationships. Conflict is a part of relationships. But we can disagree with one another and still be reconciled to one another. We can be reconciled and not necessarily have a resolution that comes out in our favor. No, for us, there are bigger matters than us having our way or everyone agreeing that we are right. And so, it's important for us to walk in a community of faith. It's important for us to make sure that we are surrounded by brothers and sisters who help us uh, just to be reconciled to one another and help us to think in, in things in terms of what the gospel demands on our lives are. It's easy to get so caught up with how we feel about something. It's easy to think that we have to have our way or that someone needs to just agree with us and get on with it. But because we belong to Jesus, we have a higher value system than getting our way and being number one and being on top. And so it's important for us to remember that in this, Paul actually calls people to come alongside them. Imagine there must have been a bit of embarrassment when this letter was read in public. But nonetheless, these are women who had served and labored with him side by side for the sake of the gospel, and yet they still experience conflict. Let us not think that just because we follow Jesus, there's never going to be conflict. That's not the case anywhere. In relationships, there will always be conflict. The difference is we have a different set of values and a different guide for how we handle those conflicts. And so as we read this, it's important for us to remember that we should love one another. And loving one another means that sometimes I have to die to my personal preferences. Sometimes I have to be patient. Sometimes I have to be willing to say, you know what? This is not a huge deal. And so I'm, I will gladly serve the other person. I will gladly give up my rights. I will gladly uh, submit to one another out of godly fear. And so Paul transitions and he tells us to rejoice in the Lord always. Now, I love the fact that Paul is telling us to rejoice always because he is a living example of this. What's it like to write a letter in prison? How do you talk about rejoicing when you're writing a letter in prison? I don't know about you, but so often if my circumstances are not what I want them to be, if I have a a bad day, rejoicing is sometimes the last thing that I think about. But Paul tells them to always rejoice. And he tells them to let their reasonableness be known to everyone. You see, the way we live matters. We're not saved by our works, but we are saved by faith. But that faith doesn't stand alone. And as we progress in the gospel, people around us should be able to see our reasonableness. 
we should remember that the Lord is at hand. This is one of those things that I think sometimes we, we forget uh, that Jesus is always with us. I think sometimes we operate as if Christ is not with us, that he is not at hand. And Paul is reminding them that because Jesus is always there, we don't have to be anxious about things. He knows where we are. He knows what we're enduring. He knows what we're facing. He knows the challenges. And so he tells us that we can remember that Jesus is close by and we need to just in everything with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, we need to tell the Lord where we're at. It's interesting to me that when we think about prayer, for a lot of people, prayer is, it seems like a very odd exercise. For some people, if you've not grown in that discipline, it's just wrestling. You feel like you have to have just the right words, or you maybe feel like you say the same things over and over and over. But it's such a comfort to know that it's not about what you say. It's about the heart that it comes from. It's a comfort to know that the Holy Spirit can help us when it's hard to form the words. It's a comfort to know that before the words pass over our lips, Jesus knows what we're trying to say. No, Jesus already knows. Prayer is not telling him something that he doesn't know. Prayer is for our benefit. It helps us to measure our hearts. It helps us to understand where our motivations are. And so he says, you know, when you're finding yourself anxious, when you find yourself in conflict, in every single situation, let prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving be the practice of your lives. And then he tells us an astounding statement that the peace of God, which surpasses all our understanding, is going to guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. You know, in this Christian life, it doesn't mean that things are always going to be easy. But just as we can have joy in all circumstances, we can also experience peace in the midst of difficulty or chaos. For the peace of God guards our hearts and our minds. It is an amazing thing to know that we have peace with God, but we also experience the peace of God. And because of those, we can even have peace with one another. Then Paul concludes our reading today and, and he tells us some things that we ought to think upon. You know, when we um, live this Christian life, it's important for us to love God with our minds. Often we read that scripture and we, we know we're supposed to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength, but we forget some of the various facets of that. Yes, love the Lord your God with all your heart. Well, we get that and we sort of understand that that needs to be the shaping of our affections. But how do you love God with your mind? And one of the things that Paul calls us to is he says, listen, here's the kind of things that you need to fill your mind with. You need to fill your mind with things that are true. When we surround ourselves with things that are false, when we are constantly bombarded with false messages, it can be damaging to us. We're supposed to fill our minds with things that are honorable. We're supposed to, to, to fill our minds with these honorable things that will have dignity and there will be moral excellence when it comes to those things. We should fill our minds with just things, the things that conform to God's standards and his ethics. We should let our mind be fixed on pure things, things that are free from sin, on lovely things, things that are attractive and winsome, things like generosity and kindness or compassion. But we, we need to let our minds be fixed on commendable things that will foster an admirable reputation amongst other people and a good name. You see, when it comes to our minds, it's important that we love God with our minds. And I fear that sometimes we don't take this uh, very seriously at all. 
we, we can fill our minds with so many things that are contrary to the gospel. We are constantly bombarded with messages, be it on the television, the radio, on social media. We are constantly allowing voices to speak to us. And I fear that sometimes we willingly give ourselves and expose ourselves to things that are completely contrary to that. And it's not that we have to close our eyes and close our ears and we're going to be able to avoid all those things. But as we love God with our minds, we've got to be careful about what we're putting in them. What is it that you read most often? What is it that you listen to most often? What are the things that you watch? Are you filling your mind with things that are honorable and just and pure and lovely and commendable? Or are we filling our minds with things that are contrary to the way that Jesus teaches us to live? We should fill our minds with things that are excellent and praiseworthy. And then finally, he he walks it out for us and, and he really gives us a picture of discipleship. He says, whatever you learn and you received, you heard and you've seen in me, practice these things. It's important for us to remember that God has called us to make disciples. And the essence of discipleship is really saying, you follow me while I follow Jesus. So that raises a couple of questions. Number one, are you making disciples? Or are you just telling people, hey, you should go to church? Or, hey, you need to be a nice person? Or are you helping to uh, bring people to an understanding of the gospel and scripture and what it looks like to follow Jesus? Are you making disciples? And the second question is this, are you being discipled? Are you walking under the submission of a more mature believer who's helping you to understand what it looks like to follow Jesus? I encourage you to remember, conflict is a part of relationships, but we need to find joy and peace even in the midst of difficulty. And lastly, let's remember, we need to let our minds be filled with things that are honorable and excellent and praiseworthy and true. And let us remember, it is our directive from our King to go and make disciples. Thanks for listening to the One More Verse podcast. For more information about Vertical Purpose or One More Verse, visit johnnicks.org. And connect with me on social media using the handle thejohnnicks. We have a free app available to download on the platform of your choice. You can look it up under Vertical Purpose and find additional resources. Thanks again, guys, and join me tomorrow for the One More Verse podcast.